0: what he says is going to be nice. He certainly is a great bloke. Kevin McKinnon has seen it all, done it all from every particular angle, which is why we're talking to him now. I want to do a health check on the sport and just find out. So let's let's go and have a chat to Kevin McKinnon. <laughs> Kevin McKinnon, the great man joins us. How are you, buddy?:
1: I am good, Phil. How are you? Long time, it's no sp- chat.
0: <laughs> it's my, my former sparring partner of, uh, of podcast gone by. The man with his finger on the pulse. How's life in Canada?
1: Um, you know, things are, are starting to open up a little bit here. So I live in, in Ontario, um, and we are where I'm living is just going into what they're calling phase two of the uh, of things opening up uh, and that'll start tomorrow. So uh, they are saying that uh, pools are gonna start opening, which we're thinking means outdoor pools, but we're not absolutely sure. Um, we can kind of gather together in groups of up to 10, as long as everyone's social distances. So um, I actually had for the first time and I guess three months or whatever, uh, my uh, training group was ever able to get together this morning, and we had a little bit of a run workout, and you know, no hugs and no high fives or any of that, but uh, at least a little bit of camaraderie. So, um, coming back to a bit of normalcy, but yeah, this has been pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, the world's gone completely bonkers right now. Um, you know, the North American theater is certainly a lot more, um, in, it's in in danger, I would have thought, with a lot more cases of COVID and then you've got the whole uh, American protests, etc. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to process, isn't there? Um, and it seems, I mean, here in Australia, we, we're kind of similar to you. I'm, an, I'm imagining Canada and Australia running pretty similar style of uh, lockdown procedure whereby the government says you need to isolate and we go it's okay, we'll follow that rather than running the American model, which is the, you know, if you, you're taking away something from me.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, now whether or not people are really following things to the extent that they should, you know, there's certainly been arguments here that um, we did not do say what New Zealand did, which was, you know, a, a very strict lockdown very early, you um, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, criticism that we, you know, sort of didn't go all in and we didn't go soon enough. And that's why this is kind of extending uh, longer. Um, but, yeah, generally, yeah. I, I would say that, oh, yeah, hey, like, you know, um, there's a lot of people who are not keen on seeing the uh, border to the U.S. open anytime soon because we kind of look down at what's going on there and um, just – shake our heads and, you know, I guess are very concerned, you know, and I've got a, my mom lives in Northern New York state and, you know, I sure wish she was up on uh, this side of the border. Um, but, uh, you know, where she's been, things haven't been too bad, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, certainly it's very scary to see what's going on in the U S and, uh, we're very thankful that, uh, you know, where we're at, you know, it's still not great, but feels like it's a lot better here in Canada.
0: Yeah, I mean we're the same. We've sort of we're seeing at the moment though in Victoria a few cases starting to sort of reemerge. But it's, I mean, it's, it's in the tens. It's ten people, eight people. You know, a week and a half ago there was no new cases. It's kind of, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm no expert by any stretch. Um,
1: yeah, I well that that's moment. a given. Um...
0: <laughs> Pretty much, and I'm also I'm also too. I don't want to tip in the entire of you know, 300 million Americans into one sort of category of, you know, that kind of we'll do what we want to do sort of stuff. But it just seems counter, I guess, to what's happening. But I guess it's starting to make a comeback, as you said. I, I spoke to David um, David Mack the other day and he was finally free. You know, he was obviously in, in Girona and in a horrible position, but things are starting to loosen up. In those areas, which is obviously wonderful that people can come out and release themselves from this. It's a pretty wild sort of setup.
1: Yeah, no, for, for sure. Hey, and and you know, and I've I, I wrote in uh, my editorial for the May issue. You know, I, I've I've got a nonstop reality check at home. My wife is a public health nurse, and uh, we were at a training camp and Lanzarote. Came back at the end of February. She got deployed three days later, and Uh, You know, for the next eight or nine weeks, her life was just crazy um, with all this stuff. Really long hours, very stressful. Things Mm -hmm. have eased off for sure um, on that front. But still, you know, it's a a constant reminder for me that, um, you know, and as I wrote there, like if the worst thing that happens to you is that you don't get to race a triathlon in 2020, you've come out of COVID-19 pretty well. Um, you know when you look at, at what people are going through around the world um, in terms of uh, loss uh, loss of family, in terms of just the financial hit et cetera that uh, that, that people are, are taking, you know, it, it, you know we need to take a step back and take a deep breath and realize that um, you know sure we're not getting to do a lot of the stuff that we love to do and, and is important to us but in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, if we can keep more people alive and uh, you know do do what's better for society as a whole, uh, we're way ahead of the game.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm on your wheel on that. I think, like you, the worst thing that you do is not race. I mean, suck it up. It's not the end of the world. You're not gonna, you know, life will go on. The world keeps on spinning, as Stuart Griffin once says um it but, makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, and, and but I I think to you know maybe come back to to one of the points that you were sort of um alluding to or talking about earlier. Um I think for triathletes though this is this has been this whole experience and everything that's going on in the world right now right now um really is is uh, brings some uh deep thought or it makes a lot of people really think about uh, the sport and what they're doing, et cetera, you know, um, triathletes, triathletes are unique in that you you identify yourself based on racing, right? So you think about, you think about cyclists, how many cyclists do you know on the planet who ride a bike and have never dreamed of doing a race? Right. And, and runners, how many people do you know who run and, you know, they're just happy to head out and do their morning run or their morning jog or, or whatever, Um, swimmers, how many people do you have to swim around in the, in the lane at the, at the local pool, um, who you're really sure have never done, never gone on the starting blocks for, for a race in their lives. Right. But can you tell me a single triathlete, you know, who has not done a race and I can't, like, I can't think of anyone who identifies themselves as a triathlete who doesn't race. And yeah. so, yeah. so, you know, sort of have this exit existential question. If we don't have triathlons, can we still have triathletes? And, <laughs> you know, of course the answer to that is yes. Um, but it, it really, you know, it, it got me thinking about what defines our sport and, you know, uh, to a large extent it's racing and it's achieving that goal of, you know, getting out and, and, you know, as as uh, Commander Collins said way way back when, you know, swim two point four miles, bike one hundred and twelve, run a marathon, brag for the rest of your life, um, yeah. and that's what we do, right? Like, you know, you're 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 proud to be this triathlete who's who's achieved, you know, either an Olympic distance or half distance or an Ironman or um, you know, um, whatever it is, and we have had that taken away from us, so. Um, I think, uh, you know, the sport is, there's a lot of crazy things happening with our sport right now.
0: It is. And, but, and again, I don't want to be that guy who's going, oh, well, you know, bad luck. Because it, it is. People, people love it. Where is it, though? So, what does this mean for the sport? Clearly, everything's off this year. You can't, in America, I can't see. I mean, <laughs>
1: there's two sides. Before you say anything,
0: no, love it, no.
1: Texas. Ironman 70.3 Lubbock supposed to happen a week from Sunday, dude. I'm still shaking my head, but yeah. I don't, I
0: just don't get that mentality of two sides of it. Right. I don't get Ironman going, yeah, this is a good thing. And I don't get the local townspeople saying, Hey, yeah, let's get a whole bunch of people in from out of town and see what we can come up with.
1: So, yeah. And, and so, Way back when, I, I'm guessing almost a month ago now, five weeks ago. Um, well, it Andrew feels like Messick, five years ago. You're right. Well, no, but uh, Andrew Messick um, had a little press uh, press deal, um, you know, Zoom conference,
0: and yeah. talked
1: about the return to sport, you know, and and what we're going to see different, right? So, uh, you know, and he and he talked about fewer touch points. He talked about um, athletes being more self sufficient, right? So, um, you know. Uh, he said, hey, Ironman does all of this trail running stuff. Um, we don't put a million aid stations out. People put their water on their back and run with them. That could be um, more of our future in triathlon. Um, so those are the kind of things yeah. that they're incorporating. Now, I, I haven't had a look when I reached out to the uh, race directors for Lubbock. Um, the, uh, the race manual was not available yet. It was still being um, approved by Ironman. I understand that it's available now, so I need to go and check that out. But I'm guessing, um, you know, they're putting into place uh, an extent, you know, extended hours for registration so people can spread that out. Um, you don't have to go through Expo. Is there even an Expo? I have no idea. Uh, but Andrew talked about, you know, we're not going to do that whole deal um, where people have to wind themselves through Expo to get to registration um, anymore. You're going to be able to go right there, get your stuff, get the heck out. Uh, volunteers are going to have gloves on. They're going to have masks on. Yeah. There's going to be fewer volunteers. There's going to be fewer aid stations. Um, the, uh, what else is going to be things of the past? Uh, the pre-race briefing, you're going to do that all online. Award ceremonies, yeah, not happening. Um, finish lines, there'll be, you know, they'll be encouraging people to spread out. So that's the future support. I'm guessing they're putting a lot of those things in place in Lubbock. But um, right now, you know, uh, on certainly two days ago, I don't know what happened yesterday. Two days ago, there were over 2000 cases of COVID-19 reported uh, new cases reported in Texas. Um, So Mm -hmm. I just can't, and, you know, to me, I, I I I will be surprised if it uh, if they're able to still do that if the if cases continue to grow like that. Um, but uh, they seem to be bound and determined that they're going to uh, put that race on.
0: I just, yeah. I, look, I mean, I I know you got to get back to life at some point. I get that, right? But I, what risk, as you said, two thousand cases in a state. I know Texas is big, but it would. It would seem to me that it would you know all this like sport normalizes things like in Australia they've started the rugby and the AFL back again and and but there's no crowds there's no crowds going anywhere near it in except right. in a couple of states where they can have five hundred people spread out in a fifty thousand person stadium so <laughs> there's no
1: boy that's gotta be that's that's gotta be a great experience like (laughs) do you
0: know what they're doing though they're 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 dubbing they're dubbing the crowd when you watch it on television i've been watching a little bit of it tonight um they've been dubbing the crowd noise over so when something exciting happens the crowd goes up but in the stands it's deathly quiet there's nothing it's weird it's weird as shit it really is odd and Look, that, that, but sport normalizes things, right? Kids going back to school, which they have here, normalizes things. You know, people go, well, okay, we've got 1,500 kids at a school. Why isn't that not okay for everyone else? You know, like it, the, the, the normalization of general life, the opening of cafes and, and, and restaurants, which is what we've had here as well, it, it just, yeah, it seems to normalize that in America. But, but our curve was flattened. Our infections were way, way, way down. It just doesn't seem like that's happening at the moment in the states.
1: Yeah, no, and, and, and is, 000, as, as I said, dead. It's huge. This is why so many provinces are petrified about the, the border opening, right? Because they're yeah they feel like they're they're getting stuff. So, um, yeah, so uh, I I think that is you know Andrew certainly talked about that. Andrew Messick has talked about this this new future that we can um, you know, envision, um, you know, and, and in a talk that he did a couple of days ago, um, yeah. you know, he, he was talking about the health of the sport and you know, just kind of saying, yeah, we, we, you know, it's not just us, we need to get back racing, <laughs> right? Like we just, you know, that's, that's the way, you know, our company works. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I get and when, and sorry, I'll take another step back. So what happens in the fall when there's going to be another wave? So our fall, I guess, the the beginning of your summer uh, in North America, um, you know, everyone is is gearing up for another wave of this that uh, most of the experts say is going to be worse. Um, You know, and I talked to one bike manufacturer and kind of said, you know, asked how they were doing and, you know, everything stopped. Like here in Canada, um, you know, I've talked to a few stores that have not sold a triathlon bike in months right um you know yeah. bikes uh bikes under fifteen hundred dollars have disappeared in canada like everyone <laughs>
0: here,
1: has bought one um but tri bikes no one's no one's going near no one's buying and all that stuff i talked to one of the manufacturers and i said so you know he said oh but don't worry in september you know things will come back you know our normal our, our, normally we sell sort of october through march I said, "What are you going to do if there's a second wave?" And he said, "If there's a second wave and they close everything down like this, we're done." Um, and yeah. so that's what's you know that's what's potentially even scarier um, down the road. So, and
0: that's the thing, though, Kevin. And and you know, we look at the economic impact of this, right? So, if you look at it from you know the top of top of the building and you look down and you go, "Okay, well, yes, Iron Man is losing money." Ironman is losing entries, challenges are losing entries, little race directors obviously going to be screwed. He's not going to be able to get that back, local races. And then you look at the industry itself, and then you look at the towns that support this. So, you know, the Port Macquarie's over here, or the Cairns, or the other big races that expect two and a half thousand people to show up each March or each April or each whenever it is. Yeah. They're also missing out as well. That economic impact. And this is what. Ironman does so well on this side of the world is that they sell that to the local government to get government funding. This is what we're going to bring. That ain't coming anymore.
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, uh, everyone was so excited about the return of Ironman Canada to Penticton this year. Um, And, you know, Penticton has been trying to figure out what on earth they're going to do um, with the loss of revenue from that and so many other things. Um, you know, and, and, and it was interesting with the whole move of Kona, um, you know, so Kona's not happening in October. They've moved it to February. Um, and, uh, you know, people talking about like, I, and I, you know, I haven't heard this from anyone official, but, um, I, 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 heard through their rumor mill that a lot of the folks were unhappy. Like February is normally a really busy time for them in terms of, uh, you know, tourism and so now all of a sudden you know when they're normally doing really well now they're gonna you know have a whole pile of athletes rolling in looking for accommodation and stuff so um, yeah it's so complicated on so many different levels Um, but and so yes uh, I think Ironman you know, figuring all figuring things out. You know, they just got sold. I'd like. Can you imagine the guys who just bought Iron Man going, "Oh man!" Um, but the word is that they're in it for the long haul, and and so you know, the the official word is, you know, that they're not concerned. This is a big long term investment for them, and and things are gonna. You know, the world eventually will right itself. Um, but uh, it's the small races that I just feel so badly for, um, you know. Like here in Canada, people uh, there's there's been a I don't know if a lot. There's been some pushback against race directors for not immediately refunding race entries, and I keep writing and keep trying to say to people like they don't have that money, like they spent it, like you know most yeah. you know, the race director the way you do this. You hope that you get forty percent of your entries, um, entry money through the winter. You use that money to buy the metals, to order the T-shirts, and uh, to pay for all of the, uh, you know, porta potties, to put your deposits down on um, the porta potties and your permits and all of that stuff. All that money's gone, and so uh, you know they don't have the money sitting in the bank to just you know throw that out to you. Um, but do
0: you not understand, I guess from the athlete's point of view, when they go, you know, we've paid for something we're not getting, you know, it's like, again, I'll give it an Australian spin here in the AFL, you know, people pay six, $700,000 memberships, you know, for season tickets and they're not playing in front of crowds, but they're saying, oh, just, if you can just support us, it's like, dude. Six hundred bucks is a huge amount of money for me just to go here, have it club, and get nothing for it's. I can kind of see the angst, and as and oh, I know as I, well, being on the race director's side, it's tough, right?
1: Oh, a- absolutely. And this is where um, one of the most frightening things to me, out of all of this, was watching. I don't know if you saw or watched uh, when Challenge Roth canceled this year's race, um, and Felix Walsh. Oh, Schoffer, yeah, that was horrible. Felix Ralshoffer standing up and saying, "If you can help us, please do, because if we, you know, we might not be around next year. Um, if you, people if can't, you don't help they can't.
0: Us. Like if you, if that's all you've got. I mean, I know triathletes are generally affluent, but if that's that's all your money you've got, I understand where Felix is coming from. Well, what a shitty situation he's in. But if you haven't got it, like you know, the Formula One Grand Prix here in Melbourne." people had bought 800 bucks for the tickets. They gave the money straight back. But it's uh, said here.
1: Absolutely. And, and I 100% well, and I, and that's why I thought Felix did, did such a great job, right? Like, hey, yeah. we're going to give back what we can. If Correct. you can help, great. And here's what we're going to do for you, right? And so that all worked out because I think the people who genuinely, you know, were in desperate straits and and needed that money, you know, they said, hey, you know, sorry, I, I need as much of a refund as you can give me. Um, and the people who didn't said, hey, keep our money and, you know, we'll jump on this opportunity for, you know, an early bird entry for the next 10 years or, or whatever. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I thought that was great. But what, what scared me was that this is the largest uh, full distance race in the world, you know how many thousand? What do they have? Just under six thousand people in the race every year, yeah. And they are in a position where if they don't have the event one year, they're out of business. Like it, it's just you know, it's so precarious. And and that's growth, right? So can you imagine your small local event?
0: Oh no, uh, hope they're dead. They're in they're dead in the water. They can't even hand, they couldn't even pay their running costs because. They rely so much, as you said, on those entries. And again, Felix is is there and saying, yeah, look, you know, if you can, man, we'll help you out. We'll try and help you out as well. It must be so precarious with all of these and all of this revenue gone and how they're going to actually, um, you know, be able to get back from this because economies of the world are going to be impacted for years, which means people's disposable to go and do these things is also going to be impacted. And new people are going to be reluctant to do this, put an outlay of money to be a triathlete because they haven't got the money and they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know where their job is. the job security is, is, you know, down the toilet or or it's it's at least taking a while to come back. So the industry will take a hit, which means less money floating around. You know, how is February going to look in Kona if bike company a has any budget to get everything over there once a year and can't oh, well, just swing it.
1: I have already talked. I have already talked to at least one company that is not going in February. Um, yeah, so, so it's going to
0: be the farm race in February, the February Kona farm race. Like well, you and, know, when you go to, when you go I, to Kona, you expect a show.
1: Well, and I don't know about you, but, um, I don't know anyone who's still, still, um, is planning on the February race who had qualified. So, um, you know the the athlete that I coach who had qualified has deferred to October of 2021 yeah. because February is a nightmare um, for her in terms of work and and trying to train uh, here yep. in Canada and stuff. So um, yeah, no, I I I'm, I'm not envisioning a uh, a huge show in in February at all. Um, like no, it's going to be yeah. a shit
0: show. It's going to be the asterisk Kona. It's going to be the <laughs> age group who ever had the cash after COVID to actually get over there and who wanted to brave it over there still again, you know, like who knows where we'll be, as you said, secondly, it's going to be, it's going to look like a farm race because all the big manufacturers are taking a monstrous hit worldwide. They're not going to say, okay, let's just take a container over there. It costs a shit ton of money to get everything over there and staff to man it. Yes. So oh, well, man. And- I mean, again, I don't want to be the prophet of doom, but boy, I'm not hopeful February is going to be anything like we'd ever known before.
1: Well, and, and Phil, you know, you want to be the prophet of doom. How about I, I'll just take it to the next level. How yes. sure are we that, how sure are we that people will even be able to travel in February? And um, Yep. 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 So yep, you're right. Um, I, you know, I have a number of events like, uh, you know, and, and the last thing I am trying to do, i will get this out here right now. I am not trying to whine or, or moan or, or groan or anything. Uh, you know, this has been in terms of my announcing and the coverage that I normally do. Um, yeah, like this has just killed me, right? Like all of the all of the events that I normally announce at have all been canceled. A number of them have been rescheduled to the fall. Um, but I had four events that I would normally work at through the year, all scheduled for the same day in September. At one point, <sighs> so it, you know, yeah. best case scenario, I was getting 25% of, you know, of what I normally would. Um, again, like I, you know, the last thing I I want to do is complain like, um, but,
0: but you're part of the industry, right? Like, so you're, you, Mike Riley, Paul K, Pete Murray, you know, you international guys who, you know, jump around and, and anyone who thinks it's glamorous is absolutely fucking (laughs) kidding themselves. It's not glamorous. It's crap. That's why I stopped doing it. I don't know why you guys keep doing it, but, it's not, um, it's not glamorous, and it's your livelihood. It makes up part of your own revenue. So you guys have taken a hit as well.
1: Yeah, no, um, and, but no, that to me is not. You know, I, I'm much more concerned about the races that maybe aren't aren't going to make it through the race directors. There, um, but even more so, the people who work at all of the events. Um, correct. You know, yeah. All of that kind of stuff. But um, I guess what I where I was trying to go with all of that is. You know, many of these events are now scheduled for, you know, August, September or whatever. Um, and they're kind of saying, hey, Kevin, you know, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing it. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to be allowed to travel. Um, like in Canada, the restrictions might be that, um, you know, okay, yes, you can travel over there, but you're going to have to do 14 days of quarantine mm-hmm. over there, 14 days when you come back. I can't afford 30 days of quarantine for a one-day race um no and so, no and
0: also we're, we're the same kevin they're saying here in australia we may not be able to travel internationally until there's a vaccine what the f- i mean how's that working that's so a while um, so
1: i guess where i'm coming from here is like february yeah you know what sort of a world championship are you going to be able to put on if only americans are allowed to go to hawaii um you know it, it's i think you know oh, well they get, get a chance to win again the u.s championship right
0: they get a chance to win again, duds. <laughs> <laughs> they get oh, a men's winner.
1: Oh, nice! I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell Tim O'Donnell you said that. Um, hey,
0: until he stands on top step, mate, he hasn't won it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the where where are you? Um, just a little bit as a, as a little bit as an aside. I mean, again, it, yeah, a little bit of an aside. Throwing, <laughs> yeah, we're literally throwing darts. Um, what? Where do you? VR racing and me are not friends. I'm just going to put it out there.
1: <laughs> it's complete shot. So, so I sent a message to some of my coworkers yesterday. I said yeah. this week's sign of the continuing apocalypse that is 2020. I haven't I haven't spent like not traveled for this long since I was 9 years old. I yeah. just wrote a story on triathlondating.com, and I have had to report in all seriousness about races that are basically video games. So, yeah. like, to mm-hmm. me, this it just could not get any wackier. Um, no, nah,
0: I, I, do you know what? So, the whole you know, premise of advertising, marketing, social media, they're all premised on, on certain things, and social media is such a, a pit at the moment that it informs how you think, this just makes me angry. When I see this, it makes me annoyed. I don't understand why, and I get why they're doing it. I, I, I get it, right? I get the concept, but I just think, you know, Zwift and and all that other stuff for mine is just such a waste. It's why do you need, if, and if you are doing your own training, sure, use a power meter, use Zwift or whatever, but why do you have to tell everyone about what everything you do? Why is everything so public that you got to say, hey, man, I did this or I did that. The race is just an extension of that. And if you don't get the calibrations right, like I've seen some of the stats from some of the age groupers who are, you know, clocking mark
1: four around a virtual <laughs> bike course. Come what on, man! Mean, Seriously. I, 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 oh, come on, Phil. Uh, there are lots of age groupers who can ride 143 for a half. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't,
0: I, In the car, they I, can, yeah.
1: <laughs> Phil, come on. <laughs> Stop being such a pessimist here, right? Like, there's lots of age groupers who are that fast. Um, yeah, no, it, it I, I hear you. Um, and I think, like, I 100% am behind if people want to get out there and do all of this stuff and it helps them stay motivated and yeah, all true. that stuff. Like, hey, that is great. Um, but yeah, it, it becomes a little bit more of a struggle. Uh, when you want to do uh, the competitive end of things. And, uh, you know, certainly Ironman, you know, now that they've got this championship series running and there's 70.3 world spots on the line, um, you know, it's been impressive the way they've, I, 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 you know, take my hat off to them. They've done a a really good job of sort of going through that process of, of making things more standard. Is it ever going to be foolproof? I don't think so, but at least it's it's getting closer. And, you know, at the end of the day, 75 spots to, to the world's in Taupo. You know, I don't think people need to get too bent out of shape about no. um, that, that sort of qualification. And if it's able to keep some people motivated and, um, and you know, give them some joy and, and happiness, then that's awesome. Uh, Such a Canadian
0: thing to say. Such a Canadian. I mean, you
1: know what? (laughs) It's just
0: shocking. You know what? Don't have it. I don't want it. I don't want to see it. If it makes you happy, that's fine. But don't. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I get that too. I get that too. I'm poking a little bit of fun at you, esport losers. Um, <laughs> no, we're still – no, man, we're still still waves and we're still surfing. It's all good, mate. Um, mate, it's it's always interesting chatting and getting your um, hot take on all of this stuff because obviously you've got a fairly, fairly um, large range of things. Uh, going on over there at Triathlon Magazine in Canada, the most beautiful of all magazines for triathlon. Um, (laughs) uh, Wonderful people there. Um, There you go. Just thank you again for their amazing support. Kevin, um, we'll keep on this with you and a couple of other the journos around and just get your takes because you guys are literally living it every day but thanks very much for spending uh 32 minutes with us with your as per usual balanced take on my rage on the other side of this (laughs) you did beautifully thanks very much kevin mckinnon (laughs)